I didn't have any of the quote prerequisites down. I didn't have an LLC. I didn't have any idea what my niche would be or what rates I should charge or a logo or I didn't have any of that stuff. And it turns out I didn't need it, right? This company didn't care that I didn't have a website. All they cared about was that I could go in and solve their problem. Welcome to Six Figure Secrets of Fractional Experts, where we have candid conversations with successful fractional executives discussing their journey to build their independent consulting businesses and hearing their hard-earned lessons. In this mini-episode, we have Bradley Jacobs, the founder of MyLance, sharing one of his stories from working as a fractional executive. I'm Bradley Jacobs, your founder and CEO. And today I'm coming to you with a challenge that so many of our customers are facing that they don't have that first paying client yet. And so I recorded this special episode just for you. And I'm just going to get right into it. What holds most people back is they're not taking action. They are doing the non-needle moving activities like building a business plan and settling on their logo and getting an LLC set up. And they're doing a website. They're doing all of these things that don't directly move the needle. Because the end of the day, what moves the needle, there's only one thing. And it's setting up calls. You have to get on the phone with a potential client or someone in your network. And you have to actually talk to people because every single consulting project that ended up being one started with a phone call. And you might be thinking, well, I don't have people in my network that could hire me. And maybe that's true. That's okay. You're still going to want to reach out to those people because they can make introductions. And you extend your network, you expand your network through your existing network. So it might seem like not a good use of your time, but I'd actually argue if you're just starting out, it's the highest leverage thing you can do. And here's why. These people in your network, these are people that you've worked with, these are past managers, they already know you and they trust you. And so they can recommend you really without thinking twice. And they're also likely to take your call, right? Again, these are people that like you, they know you. They're going to take your phone call. So reaching out to them is the highest leverage thing you can do. And again, most people, they are refining their niche and they're writing outreach notes and they're perfecting their website or worse, hiring someone and spending $2,000 to build out a Squarespace page or a Wix profile or WordPress. And sure, those things are nice, but they don't move the needle. And I'll tell you a secret. When I found my first client and my first client turned out to be a bit of a home run. It was 25K per month. It ended up going on for nine months. And I only worked 25 hours a week. So it was really a home run. And I definitely got a little bit lucky that that client was so big and really opened my eyes up to what was possible. When I got that first client, I didn't have any of the quote prerequisites down. I didn't have an LLC. I didn't have any idea what my niche would be or what rates I should charge or a logo or I didn't have any of that stuff. And it turns out I didn't need it, right? This company didn't care that I didn't have a website. All they cared about was that I could go in and solve their problem. 
And the way that I got my first client now that I'm talking about it is I went back through my LinkedIn messages and I really just responded to anybody that had reached out to me, whether it was a hiring manager or a recruiter or even just someone that was like, hey, you know, what your work at Uber has been interesting. And I sent them a simple note that I've left Uber and I'm not looking for full-time work, but I'm open to part-time work helping out given my Uber experience. And I did some legitimizing of the, the work that I had done at Uber. It's like, this is how I can help. And most of those people either didn't respond or said no, but one person did respond and they were like, hmm, that sounds interesting. Let me chat with our founding team and a proposal and a few interviews later, that was my first client. So it's like, you never know what happens when you just do the work, the needle moving work to respond or reach out to people and say, hey, I could help you out part-time. Here's what I can do for you. And so that's what I ended up doing. Again, didn't have any of the prerequisites set up. And so I was able to find my first client simply by doing some basic outreach. So if you haven't found your first client yet, there's something that's holding you back. And talking to hundreds of people over the years, it mostly comes down to one thing. There's some sort of fear that exists within you and you might be aware of it and you might not be aware of it, right? The fear can manifest as procrastination or these non-needle-moving activities like, oh, I need this great website. And it's like, look, you don't need that. You might think that you do, but you don't. So if you've convinced yourself that you need something before you start doing outreach, you're wrong. Almost, I'd say not almost, always is the case. You don't need to have anything nailed down to set up calls with your network. Not a single thing nailed down. I didn't. So something is holding you back. And so the question is, why? Like, what is really going on for us? And the reality is, for most people, when we actually think about getting on the phone and launching our consulting business, which means finding a client that's going to pay us for our expertise, there are imposter thoughts that come up. And there's rejection potential and not even potential likelihood, right? We are going to talk to people and some people are just going to say no, or they're just going to, we're going to send them a, a proposal and they're going to say, this is not on the mark and we don't want to work with you. And a lot of us that haven't been business owners in the past, we haven't really faced that. We've had these full-time jobs and sure, maybe we got rejected in the application process, but we've had these stable jobs and we haven't had to advocate ourselves in the way that a fractional executive or consultant has to. And so underneath the procrastination and the non-needle-moving activities like designing a logo is generally a fear of failure, a fear of rejection, a fear of hearing no. And because we're not super consciously aware of it, that's where it can really kind of take hold on us. And we, again, convince ourselves that we need to do these other things, or I'm too busy, or it's just not a good time, or I'm traveling and I'll launch it next year. We make all these excuses because we're scared. And I want to normalize that. It's incredibly normal to be scared, right? We have this sense of we need to move up in the world and we need to continue to do better and we don't like hearing no. And it's just kind of what we're taught from the beginning. And we're basically forcing ourselves to depart from that line of thinking, right? To say, look, I'm going to go out on my own and I'm probably going to get knocked down a few times. And I'm not used to that. And that's scary and painful and it's going to suck. And frankly, that's part of being a business owner. 
right? So if you have gotten this far in this episode and you're in this situation where you just haven't gotten over that barrier to put yourself out there or you put yourself out there a little bit and just not that much or haven't had any success, you basically have two options. Number one is you accept that rejection and quote failure. I'm not going to call it failure because it's just like you're being told no. That's not a failure in my mind. That being told no is part of doing business. Every single founder out there has been told no. I'm going to say hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of times, whether it's by investors or customers or co-founders, doesn't matter. We've all been told no, and it's part of doing business. So number one is you embrace that, you accept it, and you say, you know what? When I get told no, I'm going to be okay, and I'm going to keep moving forward. And it's okay if I get told no and it hurts a little bit. That's okay. That's normal. We're all human. But it's part of doing business, and I'm going to do it anyway. That's option one. And then option two is you let yourself continue to be held back by it. You say, you know what? I'm scared, and this is just not worth it, and I can't take it if I get rejected, and this life isn't for me. And that's okay too, right? There's tons of people out there where just finding that full-time job or being part of another consulting agency where they go win work for me is a better fit. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? This is this podcast is for people that have decided they're going out on their own. They want to be their own boss, their one man or woman shop, or maybe a small agency, and they want to overcome the barrier. So, but there's those are basically your two options. So if you're going to take option one and you say, okay, rejection is part of doing business. I'm okay getting told no, like I, my ego will be okay. Then there's basically one action that you can do. And I mentioned it earlier, but I'm going to crystallize it very clearly here is make a list of a few people. You can start small, start with five or 10 people. Let's go with 10, make 10 people in your network that you have worked with, that know you, that trust you, that could refer you to someone else in a heartbeat. Make a list of their names, put their emails or LinkedIn's or phone number, whatever you have, and reach out to them. All you're doing is saying, hey, Bradley, you don't even need to say Bradley here, they know you, right? Hey, would love to catch up, it's been a while, I would love to hear what you're doing at you know their company here. Uh, here's my Calendly link or let me know sometimes that would work for you. And they're going to say yes, right? Because again, these are people that know you. So, and then when you get on that call, it's a catch-up call. You're not looking for them to hire you. You're curious. How's it going with this company? What's it been like? Do you like your role? How's your manager? Ask all these questions. Be curious. Be a friend. And then eventually, of course, they're going to ask you what you're up to. And you can tell them that you're consulting now. And you are also doing X, Y, Z in your life, like be given normal catch up. And then as the call wraps up, first of all, you might be surprised that there is an opportunity just naturally to work together. If there is, of course, take that opportunity, right? Ask them lots of questions, figure out where a problem they have that you could solve. If there's not an opportunity, which is most likely the case, I would say eight out of 10 times, there's not an opportunity, then you're going to end the call asking for introductions. You can ask for one. I recommend asking for two, right? And that way, if every other person gives you two, you have a kind of this never ending stream of calls. So ask for two introductions. Say, hey, would love to expand my network. Can you introduce me to two people who'd be good for me to talk to 
in this industry. Or even better, if you can do some research beforehand, go through their LinkedIn, search for people in the industry that you're in, and ask for introductions to those people. And you can even have pre-written notes, right? Say like, hey, I'm going to send you some copy that you can either just send or you can edit. I love introductions to these two people, and I'll make this as easy as possible for you to send these notes. Like, would you be willing to do that? And most people are willing to help out their friends or people they've worked with. It's just, it's, it's part of part of the professional world that we live in that people love helping. So let them help you. It's not that big of an ask. Think about it. If they asked you for an introduction, would you do it? The answer is probably, obviously, of course. So think about it from that point of view. Ask for those two introductions for every call you have where there's not an opportunity to work together. And I'm going to wrap this up to say the most important takeaway from this is that if you have not taken action yet, there is something holding you back. That something is something you've convinced yourself is something you need to do before you get started, which is almost always fear-driven. And it's totally normal. I want to normalize it. We all have it. It's just a matter of how you interact with it, how you respond to that fear. The fear can either paralyze you and encourage you to procrastinate, make excuses, or spend time on non-needle-moving things. Or you can acknowledge the fear and say, this is scary, and I'm going to do it anyway. And I'm going to take action. I'm going to reach out to my network. I'm going to book some calls. I'm going to be curious about their businesses, and I'm going to ask for introductions. And you can decide today that you're going to change that course, and you're going to launch that business is literally sending these notes. Like you, once you've sent those notes, you've launched your business and now you have a funnel and now you have leads and now you have calls. But every day that goes by that you spend time on your website, your logo, your LLC, your business plan, your LinkedIn profile on down the line, you're taking one more day where you haven't launched that business and just know you are the only one holding yourself back. Be radically honest here. There's no sugarcoating this. No one else's job is to launch your business but you. So I'm going to sign off with that. I hope this is motivating. I hope this is helpful. If you got some value out of this, I'd love for you to follow me on LinkedIn. Shoot me a message. Say you listened to this and it was helpful. Otherwise, join us in the MyLance community. It's a free community we built to help empower you to build a sustainable business we also have a lead generation product to help you find leads. But if you're brand new, you don't even need the lead generation product right now. You need the community and you need to do outreach to your network. That's the best use of your time. So with that, I will sign off here. I uh, would love to hear from you. Um, and I hope you have a great day.